0: On. it's time for wolverines weekly conversations with wdc coaches and athletes let's hustle
1: to it merry christmas eve wolverine fans it's time for wolverines weekly on kwad i'm cj Baumgartner. well as we wrap up the 2022 calendar year we have a lot to talk about with our coaches including head nordic ski coach terry olson who joins the program next On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Head WDC Nordic Ski Coach Terry Olson. And, Coach, thanks for taking the time to come up and uh, and talk about your team. And just give us the makeup. What's this year's Nordic Ski Team look like?
2: Well, uh, we only have uh, four returning skiers. And we have uh, 11 total, so that means a lot of rookies. And uh, so basically what I do is I try to... Uh, stay with the rookies and help teach them and the kids who know how to ski already. Um, I'll, uh, we'll do some drills and then I'll send them out and I'll tell them where to go and whatever. And then the, I said, I'll always tell them to come back and check in and, and then I'll send them to do it again or do something else or whatever. So it, uh, It all depends, but mainly I I work with the rookies.
1: Yeah, and so with this team uh, and this year, like you said, the small handful of kids, a lot of seniors, a lot of upper class, uh, a lot of younger kids, what does it look like in terms of age?
2: Well, we've got uh, two seniors only. Um, Our number one senior, uh, number one skier is Bjorn Brunsberg, and... uh, uh, he's, he's skied for quite a few years. Uh, we started informally and then, uh, last year when we made it, when it was made a school sport, then, uh, then we got into the competitions and stuff. And, uh, uh, Nate Hepner, he's a senior also. He's only skied two years now, but he, he caught on really quick. Uh, and so, um, uh those are the two, uh, two seniors. And, uh, we've got, uh, um, our, our number two boy is, uh, Grant Nelson and he's a ninth grader and, uh, he convinced a bunch of his buddies to come out. So there's a lot of ninth graders and, uh, and on the girl's side, uh, uh, Lydia Oldikowski is our best skier. Uh, she's an, uh, eighth, or ninth grader, um, and she convinced at least one of her buddies to come out. And so um, that's how you got to build it.
1: (laughs) Well, and you talk about that. It's the second year of the Nordic Ski program, and it's something that's it's a, a little bit more of a niche sport. It's not doesn't have the giant uh, uh, kind of recognition as basketball or wrestling. Right. And so, what's it like trying to build that program up and trying to get these kids in? And how have they kind of responded?
2: Well, um, I love skiing. <laughs> so what I'm trying to do is help them become better skiers. So hopefully they'll love it as much as I do. Um but uh it's you know it's an individual kind of thing. So I'm uh, I'm watching the kids ski and then all of a sudden I'll say, "Hey, if I try this, maybe that'll do it." And I did that with uh uh with uh, Owen Anderson. And he caught on right away what we we're, what I've been trying to do for three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the, that's the kind of thing, uh, uh, that, that to me as a coach is kind of exciting that you, you figure out a way to get to him if, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. And. So with this year obviously a little bit slower start kind of waiting for that snow to get here but you know when it when it comes it came in bunches so how how many uh, uh races matches meets have you guys been able to get to uh, we've been
2: year? we've been in two matches we should have been in or excuse I should say meets <laughs> <laughs> um we had one more but it was uh canceled because of lack of snow which is uh pretty common sometimes it's uh you can't get to the meet because it's snowing so hard, or sometimes it's it's way too cold. So you know, so even though we had a uh, we had uh, ten meets on our schedule, that doesn't mean we'll compete in ten meets. Um, last year uh, we lost two because of the cold weather. Um, and then, uh, then we lost, I think, uh, one because of lack of snow. Uh, but we have a pretty nice because we have Detroit Mountain close to us. And, uh, when we didn't have snow, of course, Detroit Mountain did because they make their own. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there was a couple meet, or there was a meet there, and we missed another meet that was there. Um, But uh, the other thing we have is Maple Log, which is north of Detroit Lakes. It's a cross-country ski resort, and there they get snow all the time. You know, if we get nothing for a week, they probably end up with at least six inches of snow over, I don't know what it is, but so we're fairly close to that, you know. So we get a chance uh, to go there. Uh, uh, Park Rapids has Soaring Eagle. We've gone there. Uh, The place we like to go probably the most is the Arboretum and Brainerd because they have lit trails. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we can extend the workout a little bit longer because of the lit trails.
1: Sure. And so when you get to uh, a, a meet, what does the, the course look like? And kind of explain to people maybe who aren't too familiar with Nordic skiing, kind of what are the different types of competitions and what does a typical uh, Nordic ski meet look like?
2: Well, I guess uh, typical would mean what you do at the section meet. And what you do at the section meet is you have a uh, <clears throat> pursuit, which is part of it. And in the pursuit, you start out with either classic or skate skiing, which is really freestyle. You could actually classic it, but it's slower, so why would you? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, you do that. That's one of the one of them. and the other is the relay. Now in a relay, it's just like when Jessica Diggins won the, uh, the Olympic gold in uh, 18.. Um, Except for we only do it twice. They did it three times. So the first person goes out, tags off to the second person who goes out, who tags off to the first person who goes out again, and the second person who goes out again and then that's it. Sure. Uh so and it's kinda unusual in this sport, you start with like a hundred and fifty points or whatever. And that was for first place. And second place gets uh, 149. It goes like that. So um, uh, so that's the way that you determine a, a, a team title.
1: And last week, Bjorn Brunsberg at the Fergus Falls meet, he took home first place. Has that happened before in Nordic ski history for Wadena Deer Creek?
2: No, I don't believe so. Uh, maybe last year, but that was in a different uh, – that was – different. Sure. We've had firsts before but not uh, not at that level. But uh Bjorn is uh he's our best skier and he's a guy who has really good technique and he really attacks. Sure. And it's it's really great to see him him ski.
1: And so with the program this year, kind of what's your goal for these kids What's you, as you try and get them throughout the year? You mentioned that love of skiing and trying to, trying to pass that on to them. What's your goal for, for these kids and developing them throughout the rest of the season and kind of how do you go about that?
2: Well, basically it's just to improve and just keep getting better and better. And generally speaking, the better you get, the more you like it. Mm-hmm. Um. For me, uh, skate skiing, which is also called freestyle, um, there's a rhythm to skate skiing uh, that it's different than anything. It's it's actually different than uh, ice skating or rollerblading because it's such a, a much longer glide on one ski. And um, it's just, it's just, in no other sport have I felt that same kind of feeling. Sure. And it's just kind of infectious. So uh, that's the main thing that we work on because classic skiing uh, is, is pretty easy. If you can walk, you can classic ski. Now, you may not go really fast, which racers do, but you can at least be successful with it but skate skiing is uh, quite a bit harder. If you skate ski, you can either go a medium effort or hard effort. If you classic ski, you can go easy, medium, or hard. So, you know, you can can see that skate skiing physically is a lot more demanding.
1: Sure, and so with Nordic skiing, it's the second year of the program and trying to bring this along and teach kids the skill of Nordic skiing. And, and, you know, we've mentioned before, it's kind of for, uh, like you said, some of those athletes who maybe don't have a winter sport, but, you know, for it's like running in a way in the, that it can be a lifelong sport. This can be something that you yep. can bring with you the rest of your life. Right. And how important is that to teach that to those kids? Uh,
2: I, I think if, if you really end up loving skiing, then you will do it um if you uh you know it it can be kind of chilly out there and if if uh you have an aversion to uh to cold weather <laughs> or at least medium cold weather you know you're probably not going to enjoy it but uh our workouts usually last from an hour to an hour and a half and so they're not that long Outside and uh, if it's really, really cold like today, with the wind, um, we do uh, indoor uh, training. Sure. So um, you you just you just try to get them so they enjoy it.
1: We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Head Nordic Ski Coach Terry Olson. Coach, thanks for taking the time to come up and talk with us and share about your program, about your team, and about uh, all that you guys are going to do. We appreciate the time, and and we'll talk to you later on in the season. Thanks a lot. This is Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to hit the basketball court and check up on the boys' and girls' basketball teams on Wolverines Weekly.
0: Wolverines Weekly, the only place to hear right from the Wadena Deer Creek coaches and athletes. Your home for Wadena-Deer Creek Athletics is KWAD. Here's more Wolverines Weekly.
1: On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head boys basketball coach Kevin Toonberg. And coach, just if you can give us a recap on uh, what's been going on the last week.
3: Yeah, last time we talked, I believe uh, we were heading over to uh, Bertha last Friday night. um, And we talked a lot about how we have to do our job on the defensive end. Um, to have a chance to win that game against uh, a team in Bertha Hewitt, who's really been playing well, um, and and fortunately for us, we did that. Uh, we were able to get a win Friday night over in Bertha, uh, 57 to 47, I believe was the final. Um, and then fast forward to this week, we had practice Monday, and had we hosted Purim last night, Tuesday night, and we hung with them for a good chunk of the game. Uh, they came in, I think, ranked like eighth or seventh or something like that in Class Double um, so really, really good team. Uh, we had a couple guys out, uh, so we hung with them as well as we could. Uh, the final score sure doesn't look like it being whatever, 70 something to 30 something. But, uh, for those people that were there, uh, the halftime score, I think was 30 to 19. And, you know, we were right there with them playing tough. Uh, and then it kind of got to a point where they just kind of pulled away.
1: And, you know, like you said, you had a couple of players missing the game due to illness, and, and for the guys to be a little bit out of position playing a tough team in Purim, how do you think they responded uh, to the challenge, and how well do you think they played?
3: Yeah, yesterday, I don't know if many people caught it, um, but I talked with UCJ pregame, um, just a little interview, and I kind of talked about just how these guys, they need to step up and just fill those roles, and it's kind of the next man up mentality. And I thought a lot of guys really stepped up and made some shots that, uh, you know, necessarily hadn't been either taking those shots or making those shots um, earlier this season, where I'm hoping that some of those guys, like Phil Ross, who who scored pretty well last night for us, and just haven't been um, really clicking yet on offense. But we know he's more than capable, um, and he looked very capable against a very quality um, and tall Burnham team. So hopefully for him, that's going to get his confidence going. Uh, Lyric Haug was another one that played. Um, probably more minutes stepped in for Peyton Church, who was out sick, and Lyric looked good last night, uh, made some big shots for us. Uh, so hopefully with those guys, that uh, that's going to give them nothing but a lot of confidence
4: moving forward.
1: And as a coach, getting to have a couple of those players and maybe roles that they weren't expecting to have coming into the game, how important is that for you to see how they respond? And, and not just that, but also just kind of see how everybody fits. Do you ever kind of sometimes maybe stumble into something like that and you go, hey, like this is working pretty well. Maybe we should try that or, or figure out a way to get that again.
3: Yeah, you know, it's one thing. Um, it's one of those things where we always tell the kids, like, uh, in practice is kind of where you earn your playing time and you show us what you got. Um, and then when you get your chance in the game, you are I mean, you're either – Proving that you got it or you don't, and those are kind of like your uh, tryouts, so to speak, for whether it's more minutes or a bigger roll or whatever it might be. Um, And last night certainly um, showed us some of those things, where, like you were saying, uh, Phil Ross has kind of been our our five-man, our inside guy, where he knocked down a few threes last night. I think it was three of them. And where, okay, enough, Phil. Maybe we don't have to have you inside all the time. We can run some more five-out stuff, knowing that you're more than capable of knocking down those shots for us. Um, You know, and just seeing... Like We see Phil in practice and know he can make those shots, but for it to correlate to a game, and not only a, any game, but a game against Pearl, who's really, really tough, um, that really goes and helps us um, just have, a, have confidence in him and him also hopefully have confidence in himself.
1: And now as you get ready for Christmas break, you guys have some time off here to kind of think and readjust and get ready uh, for the sprint that is January and February uh, of your schedule. What is your approach to the off-season practices? Do you like to be hands-off, kind of a little more laid back? Do you like to maybe uh, increase the pace a little bit to try and work on some things? What's your philosophy with the winter break uh, practice?
3: Do do have a couple days off because I do think it's important for not only guys to get away and get their mind off fast a little bit, but... Uh, Family, you know, family is a big thing and it's a very important thing, especially over the holidays. Uh, So we are giving them a couple days off to make sure that whatever plans they have with family, um, relatives, wherever they're traveling, they have plenty of time to go do that and enjoy that time. Um, But then we will we will get after it. We do practice, I think, Tuesday through Friday, um, the week of Christmas break, where we're going to come in and uh, yeah, it's not going to be just a open gym going have fun. We're going to get after it and get a lot of things accomplished. Kind of. It's finally that full week where you get four four un- uninterrupted days of just practice and work time, rather than being interrupted by a game. We can hopefully get a lot accomplished, compete a lot, and get the boys going up and down and stay in shape for uh, the big long stretch of January and February.
1: And how important is that to get that time in? You know, just that interrupted time, especially with the last couple weeks and Mother Nature really uh, kind of throwing a wrench in the in the schedule.
3: Oh, it's huge. I mean, I think you. It's one of those things where as as the season progresses and gets longer, um, sometimes practices end up getting a little shorter just because, you know, as far as the offense and defensive playbook, you have everything in. It's more or less to just get in, get up some shots, and so on. Um, but right now, we're still super early in our season. We've only played six of our 26 games, um, and there's still a lot of different things um, that we can put in both on the offense and defensive end, and it's going to be great to, to be able to work on them and get everybody uh, on the same page rather than... You know, if you're missing a kid for the, due to the weather, sickness, or whatever, um, hopefully we have guys healthy uh, for next week and they can be here. And if they're not healthy, uh, it's just another, you know, thankful timing where it is Christmas break and there's nothing going on. There's no school, no games where you have time to get healthy. And hopefully we'll come to stretch uh, everybody's back when we get back into action in January.
1: We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek Head Boys Basketball Coach Kevin Toomberg. Coach, great to talk with you, and we'll chat with you again in the new year. So until then, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next time.
3: Yeah, same to you, TJ. Have a great holiday.
1: Wadena Deer Creek Boys Basketball taking a few days off and then getting ready for a tough week of practice, as Coach Toonberg calls it, to tighten up and get things ready for the January run. Now we're going to check in with the girls' basketball team. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. And coach, if you can, give us an update on what's been going on the last week with your team.
5: Yeah, you know, with with weather and everything going on, you know, last week we missed uh, a few days of practice. And um, this week we had, on Monday, we had a short little morning practice because we had some some concerts going on with, with Christmas. So, not gonna lie, it's been kind of a, a herky-jerky, you know, week and a half with everything else going on. Um, uh, not using it as an excuse or anything, but um, we've kind of been all over the place. Um, but that's, you know, everybody's going through it as well. So um, we had a, a tough game on Tuesday against against Tully, um, where we came up for just by a bucket there in the second half. I thought we competed tough, but uh, um, they had some some big time performances from. They're the Steer sisters, and uh, you know, it was just we just didn't have quite enough to pull it out.
1: And you know, with that that game you played in Holly, what did you learn about your team? What do you think that they did well in the loss?
5: Yeah, we had a great start to the game. I think we were up sixteen to two right away. Uh, we were we were knocking shots. We were moving the ball, um, playing with a lot of pace on offense, and getting getting after it defensively, forcing some turnovers, and um, and understanding game plan. Um, so, so we could take a lot of good things there. And then, um, you know, like I said, they just, we just got to tip our hats off to, uh, uh number five is about deer. She really got hot from outside and kind of, you know, helped them get back into the game. We were down one at half, um, you know, still doing some good things, still competed hard. And then second half came around and, um, again, we were doing some good things offensively. We were getting some good looks. We just, just couldn't hit them. So I think we ended up shooting 25 percent from the field and um, that's kind of a that's not a, a percentage uh, a winning percentage I should say and so um, you know we missed missed a bunch of shots and had a few costly turnovers there in the second half um, which led to some fast breaks on their end but you know I thought we did a lot of good things and you know it's a long season we just got to keep trudging forward and, and learn from it.
1: Like you said, it's a long season, and now you kind of get a little bit of a break from that heading into into Christmas break. And what's the plan for your team over kind of the holiday? Do you have a plan to really tighten up things, or is it more hands-off and relaxed? What's the vibe going to be like for practice uh, next week?
5: Um, Yeah, so, you know, game tonight at Park Rapids. You know, we'll see what we can do there. Tough one. Um, And then, you know, a few days off here for Christmas and back at it next week. We don't have any – Christmas tournament or anything, just a, just a scrimmage next Thursday against Browerville. So, um, and then a few practices in between. So it'll be good to just practice. We haven't had much consistency as far as practice goes. So um, really just getting everybody up to speed on everything we're running and, um, you know, sticking to, to the basics and the fundamentals and uh, really getting everybody healthy again. We don't have much for numbers. So uh, kids have been battling sickness and, and injuries and, uh, bumps and bruises so it'll just be a good way to um, get back healthy and um, you know keep keep improving
1: and in january have a lot of games against park region conference opponents really kind of get into the the middle of the season once you start the new calendar year so what are you looking forward to with your team and what are you guys going to need to improve on uh, as you get ready for this run and and next year
5: yes we're going to have to um you know just Keep continuing with the basics um, defensively. Um, things we can definitely shore up and, and get everybody on the same page with. Um, so that, that's always something we can improve on. Um, offensively, we're just we just got to keep keep working on things, keep working on executing our our different sets that we put in and um, executing our offense to the best of our ability and, and understanding roles. Um, and then you know just keep keep our effort on the on the boards. Um, always, you know, we're a little bit smaller, smaller of a team, but um, I think just having that that focus of rebounding is, is key for us throughout the rest of the year.
1: And you mentioned part of it, understanding roles and kind of figuring out where everybody fits into this team. Do you feel like by the time you get through the Christmas break practices, you kind of have a feeling of what it's going to look like for the rest of the year, or is it kind of game by game? Or how does that role look like, and how do how do you kind of go about telling them or kind of communicating what that's going to look like for a player?
5: Yeah, absolutely. We have um, some set roles now, but, you know, we just we keep telling our kids, you know, it's, uh, it's great to be in your role, but we can also expand out of our roles as well as the season goes on. So um, as practice continues and as games continue, we're really finding out who's, who's, who's being leaders out there on the floor um, and, and who really deserves more minutes as far as varsity goes. We still have those, those bench roles that need to be filled and um and and know that and they're working hard to um you know get more minutes on on varsity and that's something we're kind of figuring out too and then um you know kind of our starting five and our our experienced players um they're you know settling into those roles but they know too that hey you know we got to take what the defense gives us on a nightly basis and um like encouraging each other and and uh and doing the things outside of, of the actual game itself that will, um, you know, help us get better, too.
1: Well, Dina Deer Creek, Head Girls Basketball Coach Jordan Crespes, who we're talking with. Coach, appreciate the time, and uh, great to recap the week with you and see what uh, what's all been going on with your team. And we look forward to chatting with you again in 2023. And until then, have a Merry Christmas.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Merry Christmas, CJ. Thank you.
1: Head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressup there recapping his team's 2022 and the last week and all that good stuff. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with head wrestling coach Brad Wollum, head hockey coach Scott Woods, and our Wolverine Player of the Week, Bjorn Brunsberg. You're not going to want to miss it all on Wolverines Weekly.
0: More Wolverines Weekly after a quick timeout here on KWAD. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD.
1: On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with WDC head wrestling coach Brad Wollum, and Coach, if you can, uh, just give me the latest. What's been up with your team over the last week?
6: Um, Last Friday, we had a duel uh, down in Osakis, just a varsity duel. Um, Those are pretty uncommon, uh, just having a singular duel. Most events are now triangulars or quads or even tournaments. Um, So it's good to have a good duel experience with a section opponent. And then on uh, last Saturday, our middle schoolers, participated in a big Christmas tournament, and then our girls headed north to Bemidji for a girls-only tournament.
1: With all that stuff going on last week, were there any performances that stood out to you, anything uh, uh, that you liked?
6: Um, You know, as far as uh, good performances, you know, Friday uh, was kind of a slow start for the team. Um, You know, we had a week off of practices because of all the snow days and stuff like that. Um, You know, our good guys are performing good. Uh, You know, Mason Brock is, you know, finally... Looked like he's turning the corner. He was always kind of a slow starter, um, but he looked really solid on uh, Friday night. Um, and he, he's got a long break now till, um, till after the new year. Um, but then other great performances. I know at the middle school tournament, all of our 7th through ninth graders performed there, and it was a really big tournament. Um, I wasn't at that one. A lot of other assistant coaches and dads were helping out there. But it sounded like up and down the board, the kids did great. Uh, James Sealhammer took third um in a you know really big thing so that's looking good for him to get some good quality JV matches cuz he sees some varsity time too and then um Jaden Kenny looked real good at the, the that JV tournament um he's kind of another kid that falls back and forth between varsity and JV um Hudson Scholes, eighth grader he lost some real close matches he I think he went 2 and 2 at that Pierce tournament and um he lost some close ones, but I, he got really good match time. He's, uh, he's going to be a kid to keep your eye on, not only this season, but for future seasons for sure. Um, and then I was up at the girls' tournament um, in Bemidji, and that was a first-of-a-kind tournament there. Um, it was the first annual Blue Ox tournament, they called it, up there. And Bemidji had 20 girls there. They're kind of leading the state in the amount of girls out. And then Mora was there. They're kind of second in the state with a number of girls. And uh, we've got five girls, which is for still fairly big for the amount of girls. Um, and we had four girls participating. We had one injured, but they did really awesome there. Um, they got to see some girls that they had actually wrestled at uh, different tournaments so far this year, and they're really looking good. They're constantly learning new stuff um, and seeking advice, and just bringing it out there on the mat and uh, performing.
1: And how important is it for, for uh, you know, like the those junior high kids and the girls to have their own tournaments, kind of get out on that own, uh, kind of have that kind of whole thing be wrapped around kind of their specific uh, uh, groups?
6: It's, re- it's really huge. Uh, that's exactly what they need because that jump from junior high or JV up to varsity is way different. Um, I think just mentally the kids get like a sense of relief knowing like, hey, I've got a kid that's in my – same maturity range um you know cause there's a big difference between the seventh and an eighth and eighth and ninth and so on um so just i think a mentality is just knowing that okay these kids are my age bracket plus they're my weight all right it's a level playing field now i can see a true test of what i know um i guess i did leave out an event on tuesday night we had a, a jv duel with Perm. um we had 14 weight classes so we perm had 14 guys we had 14 guys and we had actually a couple exhibition matches afterwards um, and that was really cool we actually tied perm 39 to 39 and it was cool just to have just a duel with just our JV kids um, so they got to warm up as a team they ran out as a team they did everything just as the, the big kids would do but it was just our JV guys and they they ate it up they performed really well and it's super exciting to kind of gl- a glimpse of what the next two or three years could be like.
1: And now as we get into winter break and that's the thing now present in everybody's mind, uh, coach, what are your plans for the team over uh, kind of the next couple weeks here as you have everybody with that time off? Are you trying to ramp everything up, get everything tightened up? Are you more hands off? What's your plan uh, going into break?
6: So my assistant coaches and I, um, you know, we kind of sat down and drew up what we want the next, this extended break to be like, um, First and foremost, we're going to focus a lot on mindset shifting. Uh, January is going to be a brutal month; Uh, it always is, just as far as the amount of events, uh, the quality of opponents, and just that constant pressure of making weight. And you know, you get bogged down with uh, the academics. You know, the end of the semester is coming up, so you got a lot of pressure at school. um, You know, and then a lot of pressure with on the wrestling mat with good against good opponents. So over Christmas, we're going to focus a lot on mindset stuff. And then, just kind of zooming out what just looking at how December went, um, you know what things we need to work on as a team, and just really uh, hammering down what things that we already know, hitting up good review, and then start introducing some new stuff um, so that way they can apply that to the map in January.
1: We're talking with the w d c head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. Coach, great to talk with you again this week. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we look forward to talking with you in 2023 for, like you said, a big month of January for your team.
6: Yeah, thank you very much, CJ.
1: Another week in the books for the WDC wrestling team. Also kind of fun to put a spotlight on the junior high and the girls tournaments and the JV tournaments and everything that goes on. Give the kids who maybe don't get that prime time varsity spotlight have a chance to to hear about them and get an update on them. It's really fun. So now let's take a look from the mat. We're going to go to the ice now and check in with the boys hockey team. On Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head Wadena-Deer Creek boys hockey coach Scott Woods. And, Coach, uh, you are able to get in a game this week. Just talk about how that went.
4: Uh went well, well. You know, that was the one the kids, uh, you know, when you get those rivalry games, the kids get up for those, you know, without a doubt. and. And we talked about it, you know, before the game that no matter if teams are up or down, if we're better, if they're better a certain year on paper anyways, it's it's just gonna be a good game. It just doesn't matter. It's it's pretty rare that those are blowouts. So um, you know, our kids played well. We made some mistakes and uh which is which is normal earlier in the year and we're still working on some things to get better, but um certainly credit to them. They played well enough to win and we're very excited with that and um so we ended up coming away with a five two win there and um, had some guys that played really well. I think throughout, you know, our, our goalie played well. He, Gunnar Olson had 23 saves out of 25 shots and certainly played well. We had a, let's see, um, Connor Davis had a goal. Aaron Sutherland had a goal. Uh, Cole Woods had a hat trick. He had a big night. Um, and then we threw in some other guys that, that definitely had some assists that I don't have right in front of me. I know uh, I think Connor Davis had a couple uh, Austin also had a couple, and then we definitely had some other guys with some assists. Uh, Again, I just don't have it right in front of me, but it was nice to see uh, a good performance.
1: Yeah, and like you said, getting a a nice performance out of your goalie, uh, some goals from a few different scorers, but the hat trick uh, by Cole Woods, uh, just what's your reaction to that, and when's the last time a, a, a Wadena Deer Creek hockey player has gotten a hattie?
4: uh we've had them we actually had one earlier this year connor davis had one earlier you know that line tends to put up a lot of points and actually aaron Sutherland had a big game where he had five goals in one game which is really rare um you know that things just go that way so it's actually not real common for for several guys to have it but for each of those three guys to have one is pretty cool and for cole last night of course that's really fun you're in front of your home crowd it's a big rival game for the highway 71 cup um and you know the one that sealed it the hat trick was the the empty netter so that's you know, that always kind of makes it fun, too, to put the game away for sure and and do it that way in style with a hat trick. makes certainly makes it fun for whoever it is. But, yeah, he he definitely had a really good game, and we were proud of the way he played, you know, again, the whole group.
1: And, you know, like you said, you've had multiple uh, hat-trick games this season, and how uh, you talked about how rare that was, but just how does that speak to the goal-scoring abilities you guys have and just to to opponents who need to play you guys that, hey, there are multiple people who can score multiple goals in a game?
4: Well, yeah, and I think that's what's really cool. And and like I said, we're getting scoring from other lines as well. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, the last couple of years, we've had a really nice team. Two years ago, we did not have a winning record, but we just kept telling the guys, like, we're in every game. That was our biggest thing is we just weren't finishing. We had some guys that could score, just not usually hat tricks and multiple things. Um, where, where more of it was, you know, our sophomores at the time, which now are our seniors, were the guys that were pretty good goal scorers. They just couldn't always get over the hump. they were playing against seniors a lot of times. And, you know, again, the shots would be pretty good. We'd be right with the team. And and we just couldn't quite finish and then last year we started putting a lot of pucks in the net um it just got better and better and and i just felt like with you know our first 10 leading scorers all returned this year it was just one of those things where quite honestly we expected it like you know they put in a lot of time in the off season and 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 it's just a nice feeling and i you know going into any game this year knowing that even if we give up a few goals we make some mistakes there's a good chance we're going to put them in the back of the net. We've had so many games where we've scored five to seven goals that um, it's a good feeling.
1: And now you guys had your game against Sock Rapids, Rice get postponed into 2023. And so now you guys are off for game wise and until the new year coach with Christmas break on the horizon here, what's your plan for the team in the off season? Is it resting? Is it trying to tighten up on a few things and maybe going a little harder? What's your approach (laughs) to this winter?
4: Yeah, honestly, for us, it's break time. You know, the kids need, I've been doing this so many years, we've tried different things. We used to have practice almost every day over Christmas break. Uh, I remember when I played sometimes way back, we we sometimes had two practices a day, and we've just really changed on that. You know, we've followed a lot of the philosophy you see, even in the professional levels. You watch the Vikings and different teams, and just philosophy of how they played. Like, for example, we started this year, usually out of the gate, we start, you know, pretty hard conditioning and stuff. And we didn't do that this year just to see if we could avoid, you know, maybe some injuries, some hamstrings and um, groins and stuff. And we've been pretty healthy. And then we've just here and there, we've tried to take a day off and we figured now is kind of prime time to, to give them a good four or five day rest. So, today for example with the bad weather and the postponing and just the safety of the kids we just decided that this was going to be our last practice but we're just going to send them home so they're not going home in the dark and and just risking anything else you know beyond injury um but then our plan was to take about four days off and then come back to work on on the 27th and 28th so we get a couple good practices in and then we play little falls on the 29th that was going to be a holiday tournament and it, it didn't work out they didn't have enough teams but we kept them in Northern Lakes, and we're just playing on different dates. So so basically four- or five-day break, and then a couple practices and get ready and go play a big game against Little Falls.
1: As you get ready now for the next stretch of the schedule, you get this little break, get a chance to rest up. Now as you get into, the, like you said, that that this next part of the schedule here, what is the big thing you're looking at your team to tighten up on and uh, be ready for in this stretch run?
4: And our biggest thing we've talked about is defensively, and it's not just in our defensive zone just defensively all around we're still giving up odd man rushes at times we're not tight enough in the neutral zone where we're letting teams dump and chase on us and we work on it we work on it a lot it's just like i tell the guys you know game days performance days all the people sitting in the stands they don't see what we do every day that's your opportunity to show what you've gotten better at and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't You know, I'm a coach and I'm also a parent. I can watch games and think, "What in the world are they doing out there?" But as a coach, then I take a step back when I'm watching and think, "They're they're working on it. They're just not always showing it in the game." It's just you got to you keep you know grinding away at things and getting in enough routine that it's it's just habit. And we're just not quite there with a few of those things. Like I said, I I know we're going to score goals. Um, I know we do a lot of things well. Our kids work hard. We've got we've got a great group of kids, good attitudes. You know they show up for practice every day. We just need to tighten some things up and, and give up not only less goals but less opportunities for them to score.
1: We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Scott Woods. Coach, thanks for the time again and uh, best of luck to your team. Uh, gets a few days off to recharge, get ready uh, for the next month run, and uh, we'll talk to you in 2023. Until then, have a merry Christmas.
4: Well, Merry Christmas to you and everybody out there.
1: That's Wolverine head hockey coach Scott Woods on Wolverines Weekly. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to chat with our Wolverine Player of the Week, Nordic skier Bjorn Brunsberg. coming up next. Time out. Wolverines Weekly will be right
0: back. Play ball. Booyah. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on
1: KWAD. Time now for another Wolverine Player of the Week, and we're joined by a senior on the Nordic Ski Team. It's Bjorn Brunsberg. Bjorn, how's your season been going so far?
7: Um, it's definitely been fun. Uh, we lost a lot of people last year due to seniors graduating, but this year we've got a lot of younger guys out. Um, the girls' team is looking better, and, yeah, it's just going up and up all the time.
1: You had a meet in Fergus Falls over the weekend. You took first place. How awesome was that?
7: Um, I wasn't expecting it um, until, you know, during the race. I kind of felt like, okay, yeah, I could do it. But um, I guess it was an added bonus, I guess.
1: And what's going through your mind as you're going through the race?
7: Uh, well, that was a very difficult race. Um, it was probably the worst snow conditions I've ever uh, competitively skied in. So I think it was really just trying to get through the snow, what was going through my mind, but... Uh, you have to have like a putative edge, to, you know, to keep going. And I wanted to get first. Uh, once I realized that I had the chance, so I just had to keep fighting for it.
1: The Wadena Deer Creek Nordic Ski Team is in its second year as a program. How cool does it be to be? Uh, how cool is it for you to be a part of that early success of the program?
7: Oh, it's it's definitely great. It's something that I hope people can look back on and you know see me as a part of you know the first year ever team and. I don't know, it's just a really cool experience that a lot of people or most people don't get the experience.
1: Nordic skiing, obviously different than uh, some of the other sports people can uh, compete at. So what's the difference between Nordic skiing and some of the other sports you're in?
7: Um, it's, it's a perfect balance between uh, skill and ability and just being in, in condition. So you have to have balance and rhythm in order to do skate skiing, but you also need to be physically fit. In order to do, uh, you know, get up all those hills and all that, so it's not like handling a ball or anything. It's not even like cross country. Even it's, it's just a totally different world of its own. And I guess that's what makes it special.
1: And what's it like? To, you said it's special. It's different. How nice is it to get a refresh and just kind of do something uh, different throughout the school year by being in different sports?
7: Yeah, I definitely love running, but I equally love skiing. Uh, it's just great uh, being able to do something else. Um, it's just a different blend of all the things that I like, and yeah,
1: so what are your goals for the rest of the season?
7: Um, to do my very best, um, I don't really have any plans, um I guess I don't know. Uh, every meet is different. there's always a it's a different course, a different length of a race, um you know it could be a classic or a skate or a relay. um I guess I can't put it any better than just do my absolute best every time.
1: Best of luck the rest of the season, Bjorn.
7: Thank you.
1: Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. There's Bjorn Brunsberg. One last time, guys. This is going to be our final show for the 2022 calendar year. We're going to take next week off as the coaches have off, and then we're going to hit the ground running in 2023. We appreciate your continued support on Wolverines Weekly through 2022 and hope for an even better 2023. Go, Wolverines. There's the final buzzer.
0: Thanks for listening to Wolverine's Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to WadenaRadio.com.
1: So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen. And galaxies are huge, gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole.
4: And the phone is free?
1: When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool.
4: Cool. You lost me a gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost
5: Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details.
0: At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops.